Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. Welcome to another edition of the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music, because we love music and we love hanging out with you. Yes. I'm Uncle Greg. We have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Hello. And the ambassador of love, Bueno. Bueno. Hey, guys. Here. So how are you guys doing this week? Excited about episode 40. The big 4-0. We're finally over the hill. So this is episode 40 already. Yeah. Episode 40. Wow. I remember starting in January. I remember getting the call from you guys. And then we all met. I think we we had a call on Messenger. Is that correct? Or did we do it just on normal phone? It was a conference call. Conference, yeah. All right. And then who would have known? 40 episodes later, here we are. It's building. It's like a big ball. We were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And we're Mm -hmm. finally getting it up to the top. And it's getting some momentum. Rolling down that hill, we are huge in the in New Zealand. We are, um, yeah, we're huge uh, in America. We are, I think, in Zimbabwe. They don't know mm-hmm. who we are, and we've somehow failed in the Netherlands. <laughs> How's that? How I'm going to tell you this. I bet if anyone ever flies us out for anything, we're going to the Netherlands first. Oh, that would be amazing. Yep. That's the dream. Me too. That yep. would be cool. Very, oh, very we cool. love the O3L in the Netherlands. <laughs> well, this week we are taking a look at our top five songs of 1982. And let me just tell you this. It was a great year for me and my musical taste because 1982, what a tough week for me because I could have went with, I guess, maybe 20 different songs that I just love that I've listened to probably a bunch of times since it was released 38 years ago, but 1982, a great year for modern rock. Yeah, it sure was. And this week I was back to my gargantuan list of choices. I had probably over a hundred different contenders. So mm-hmm. it was just really tough for me. And I know we've already done the best albums of 82 list. Right. And surprisingly, I had no crossover between my album list and my song list. So I surprised even myself. <laughs> what about you, Bueno? I had about 56 to start and got that down to five. But yeah, it was a tough one, too. There was some really, really good songs that I had to leave off and kind of bum me out. Any of the songs on my top five list could be number one through five. It was just how I was feeling today. Yeah. But definitely a lot of great songs in 1982 if you are a lover of classic alternative music. That's for sure. And as a tribute to my eight-year-old self in 1982... And to the most enduring song of that year, and I think you guys know exactly what I'm talking about here. Yep. Which one from Yoko Ono? <laughs> no, it's Pac-Man Fever by oh. Buckner and Garcia. <laughs> I remember that. So I will attempt to indulge in as much Atari video game nerdery as possible today, just to forewarn you. Well, thank you for that warning. Bueno, <laughs> do you have any plans for us today? Yeah, 1982 is when I actually... I probably one one of my first uh things at k-rock and gosh guess who i who i met to pick up my my gift back then richard blade yes sir oh All i right. was gonna guess wolfman jack <laughs> <laughs> wolfman jack no <laughs> All right, well, let's kick off our list of the top five songs of 1982 and i'm going first this week so kicking off my list is from a band that was inspired by the birds cream and the beatles so i know i have oh. Brett. And oh, Bueno's yeah. attention right yeah. now. Yes, it was sir. the signature song for the band Translator, Everywhere That I'm Not. It was a hit song on the left of the dial, of course, College Radio in 1982. And just a little side note, the song's producer, David Kane, later produced songs for Paul McCartney. So there's that Beatle connection. Yep. He produced a Driving Rain album. Oh, there you go. See, I, of course, Brett would know. I just knew he worked with Paul McCartney. Brett, 
well, he worked on this and he worked on this track. And then the, uh, you know, line one, two, and three, that's the way Brett works. That's the way that brain. That's uh, it's a I blessing and a here. curse. It's strange. <laughs> it's not strange. It's awesome. Uh, translator was far from a one hit wonder. I mean, they released four very well received albums. They toured extensively. Uh, for us music nerds, what I find incredible about this song, Everywhere That I'm Not, of course, is the unusual chords and the bass part right there in the intro. I don't know, it just brings back memories of MTV growing up and just a lot of great music. So number five this week on my top five songs of 1982, Translator with Everywhere That I'm Not. That's a great one. Well done. That is a great one. Oh, I love it. And then, of course, right before we started doing the show, I was listening to it over and over again. I was like, oh, God, what a great song. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I remember that one when it came out. I remember seeing that on MTV. Yeah, me too. I, that's where I learned all this great music, MTV, because there was no radio station in Phoenix that would play this at that time. And still very few stations True. that would have the guts to play it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think 91X has played it often enough. I think I heard it earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah, they played on Resurrection Sunday. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So my number five... You know, you guys know I've had the touch lately that's been pretty effed up, but uh, everything seems to be turning. So I decided to go with Peter Gabriel. I have the touch. Uh, released December 82. This masterpiece will live forever. The lyrics are amazing. You know, I'm waiting for ignition. I'm looking for a spark. Any chance collision, I will light up in the dark. Wow. I mean, the video is from a weird sci-fi movie, THX113 from 1969. If anybody hasn't seen this or you haven't seen it for a while, gotta rent it. It's incredible. And find the uh, extended version because it's pretty weird. Hmm. So this song's been used with over three different movies at least. Uh, and it was released off of his fourth record with, of course, Shock the Monkey. We all know that song. And Peter Gabriel definitely is one of my favorite all-time artists and that's why he landed as my number five top five songs from 1982 peter gabriel i have the touch english version or german version uh english you don't know how to speak german or what uh no you didn't watch hogan here uh, hogan's heroes when you were a kid yeah i did yeah Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would try to sing i want to hold my hand in german but no i'm not going to komm gib mir deine hand yeah Wow, Brett knows that too. What am I telling you? Wow, this is going to be Brett's day. Oh, yeah. It's a charmed life. (laughs) All right, here we go with Pac-Man Fever. Oh, I've got Pac-Man Fever. All right. Okay, well, my number five is to write an egregious oversight for my albums of 1982 episode list. Because although I'd rank it very high on my list of all-time favorite albums... The Sponge Tones beat music was inexplicably forgotten on my list for that episode. So for my number five song of 1982 this week, I'm choosing one of the singles from that album, She Goes Out With Everybody. Charlotte, North Carolina's Sponge Tones were masters at recreating the sound of the British invasion bands, of course, most notably the Beatles, but also the Searchers, etc. And their first album, Beat Music, is one of the finest examples of their craft. She Goes Out With Everybody was the hit in air quotes from the album if there was such a thing The 
song received some airplay on college radio and it's oh so very early 80s low budget stop motion video made a few appearances on MTV and I do mean a few. The song is a melodic gem that takes more than a little cue from the Beatles' Please Please Me with its call and response vocals and blended harmonies. Thematically, the title probably tells you everything you need to know. She goes out with everybody. It's a familiar scenario. The song's subject equates being physically desired and or physically used with being loved. It follows her from her youth being squeezed out of the family as the middle child of three. I am too, the middle child, so middle children of the world unite. She became a woman at 16, and by the third verse, she has two kids. Wow, she really is fast. It only took her two and a half minutes to pop out a couple kids. So I love the sponge tones. I love this track. It's a sublime slice of power pop goodness. And you really have to admire the band for their commitment to 60s authenticity. The Rickenbackers, the Hofner bass, the Ludwig drum kit with the drop T and sponge tones. But a word of warning if you see them expecting four fresh-faced mop tops. Nope. This was Charlotte, North Carolina in the early 80s. And mullets and mustaches were the order of the day, reminding us that, yes, this was the early 80s after all. Clearly, these were guys that you could picture hanging out at the arcade, trying to gobble up Inky, Pinky, Blinky, and Clyde. And by the way, I have a question, a very important one. Why do they need to give the ghost real names and nicknames? Like, did they really need to point out that Clyde was just a nickname and his real name was actually Pokey? And doesn't that seem totally turned around? Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm asking for a friend. He's eight and he goes by the name of Stinky, but his real name is Little Brett. And that's my number five, the Sponge Tones. She goes out with everybody. Haven't heard of them before. Yeah, me either. Great band. But Middle Child Syndrome explains a lot, Brett. Number two, the reason why, because I'm Middle Child also. Okay. And the reason why they probably did that, because drugs were very popular in 1982 and when pac-man came out also so um, that's probably why stoners who were writing code said dude here's what we're gonna do we're gonna give him a name and then a nickname yeah dude yeah. dude and get this and his nickname is gonna be yeah. his real name whoa dude dude we're all stardust man just like these games <laughs> well solidarity brother <laughs> middle children right. of the world i'm gonna have to check them out sponge tone yeah please do all right well, another band with roots in San Francisco is landing at number four this week on my list, just like Translator. They were out of San Francisco. But this song's most distinctive lyric, I might like you better if we slept together. Real sexy when a woman sings it. A real rapey word and lyric when a man sings it. Those lyrics are sexy yet detached, so it spoke to me as a preteen. Never Say Never from Romeo Void remains one of the new wave's most innovative moments. I've got that bass line, everything that goes on in that song. I remember seeing the video and it's just everything about it. And let me just tell you, DJs, if you're doing an 80s night at any club, spin this song, you're going to pack the dance floor in 2120. Romeo Voids, Never Say Never. My prediction is it's still going to be a totally awesome song. Phrasing, that bass line, the, the drumming is just crazy to me in that song. I loved this song for 38 years, and it lands at number four this week of my top five songs of 1982. Always a great choice. And oh my God. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I know that Romeo Void was on the same label as Translator, the CBS subsidiary 415, but I believe that that track may have also been produced by David Kahn. It may have been, but I do not know. Okay. We'll have to look that up. All right, well, Bueno, go with your number four as I look up the producer. Yeah, I think it is. Say never. Yeah, I, it could be the main thing, you know. So uh, that's going to be my number four, Roxy Music. 
released on the Avalon record. A lot of people have probably have never heard this song because it really didn't get a lot of play. But man, this thing should have been released as a single, definitely. I mean, it's it's such a deep cut off that album, but it's such a beautiful song. A little haunting, but great. And you know, Ferry just hits it perfect with every note. And if you haven't heard this for a while, grab the Avalon album, flip it over. I think it was side two, first song. The main thing, man. That's why it landed at my number four. This top five songs from 1982. Roxy Music, Brian Ferry, the main thing, man. You're going a little smooth today. Yeah. Well, I almost picked more than this or Avalon from yeah. Roxy Music to be on my list this week. Just yeah. a great time for that band. Mm-hmm. I had all three of them originally. Yep. All great choices. Yep. Just a great song. And just let me tell you, I just found out that Rick Ocasek and Ian Taylor were the producers of Never Say Never. Oh, wow. What? Really? That's what I'm telling you. Unless really? Wikipedia is wrong. No, Wikipedia is never wrong. Oh, no. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> Again, we were ta- we were talking about stoners just a few moments ago. Yeah, so uh, Rick yeah. Ocasek produced yeah. Never Say Never. And Ian Taylor. Dude, <laughs> that blows my mind, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, I guess you learn something new every day. There you go. All right, so my number four is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' You Got Lucky from the Long After Dark album. Great. I'm a pretty sizable Tom Petty fan. In fact, I've been listening to a lot of Tom Petty lately, so that's probably why he's making an appearance today. And I think his earlier albums in particular are some of the finest albums of mixing birdsy power pop, rock muscle, and new wave sensibilities. We're talking about albums like You're Gonna Get It, Damn the Torpedoes, and Hard Promises. But whatever scene he was lumped in with in those days, you always got the sense that he was somewhat of a rock and roll classicist even then, the type that probably wouldn't dabble with the newfangled technology of the MTV era. So fast forward to 1982, and You Got Lucky comes exploding through the airwaves. Its eerie synthesizer stabs sound like they were lifted straight from the car's touch and go. Listen to the two back to back, it's uncanny. And it gives the song an otherworldly futuristic feel. Take that away, and you've got a song that wouldn't have been out of place on 1981's Hard Promises, and although its hooks are more than strong enough to stand up on their own, it's the synth line that takes it out of the stratosphere. Lyrically, it's got a certain toughness that's more confident than misogynistic, but it turns conventional love song cliches upside down. So let's just say it's like the anti-air supply song, God Love It. Rather than saying, I'm so lucky I found you, it's, you got lucky I found you. And you'd better watch what you say, and if you don't like it, then go. Well, all right, maybe that makes it sound a little bit misogynistic, but I read it more as, dang woman. Oh, wait, I'm going to do my best Tom Petty impersonation. How about it, it, guys? (laughs) All right. Dang woman, I love you so much and worship the ground you walk on. I hope you know how good you have it. Spot on. I don't know why why Petty all of a sudden is from Jersey. But can we talk about the video for a minute? Yes, I was thinking that the whole time. Okay. So it appears to take place in a Mad Max-esque post-apocalyptic Dust Bowl desert. Exactly. And they find an old boombox lying in the desert. So you mean to tell me that this tape that's been lying in the desert for however many years from 1982 is not warped at all at all no so at least we can rest assured though that the remaining inhabitants of the future earth 
look exactly like Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. <laughs> but this future Tom Petty is obviously no scrawny wimp unlike that 1982 wuss Tom Petty. Just watch the way that Mad Tom knocks over that Space Invaders ripoff video game machine with ease. And man, those things are heavy. So thanks for taking care of the video game tie-in for me, Future World Tom Petty. And I get it, those games can be frustrating. I used to throw the joystick all the time when I messed up, or more accurately, when the game messed up, because it was never my fault. And that's my number four, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You got lucky. Great song. Love Tom Petty. Yes. And it's so weird that a lot of people think Tom Petty is part of the new wave and alternative scene, but he was back in the early Oh, 80s. yeah, he was. Fight me on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'll sick future Tom on you. Oh, no. And then do you guys, you know, you're talking about video games. Remember in 1982, you'd put your comb in between your fingers so you can do faster with asteroids? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. You guys ever do that? Or, or with the running, they had that Olympic game. And you'd put your fingers in. Oh, man, I love that game. Yeah. What was it called? Was it just called Olympiad or something? Oh. Something like that. Oh, man, so good. Oh. So See, good. music brings you back to great times. Great times in your yes, life. That's what's so great about music is that it, sometimes you can put it in like a folder. And that's, you know, you can remember the feelings you had at that time. But then again, sometimes it just stays with you forever. And that's what a lot of the music from 1982 has done with me. Yep, me too. Future Tom Still Petty clone told me so. <laughs> All right. It's the Only Three Lads podcast. Each week, we take a look at the golden age of alternative music. Please don't forget, we have a Facebook page. Go there. You can give us your top five songs of 1982, or you can just do whatever you want there. But please make sure and like us. Hit notifications. And when we send something out, if you can please share it, we would appreciate it. This week, we're taking a look at our top five songs of 1982. We will be taking a look at our number three and two picks after this. So you don't like classic alternative music? Sucks! Huh. Please remember, if we want any out of you, we'll squeeze your head. Only three lads. You know, we really do love it when you say nice things about us. It helps our visibility, it helps our rankings, and, well, it just makes us feel good. Like when Tara Oliver recommended us on Facebook by saying, I'm normally not a podcast person, but O3L has got me hooked. I love learning about music history, and this show has introduced me to a lot of bands and artists. It's hanging out in the High Fidelity record store with a bunch of cool Gen Xers. Keep up the great work, lads. Thanks for the nice comment. We appreciate you, and thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Yeah, I don't get it, Clyde. How are we going to get to the power forest from here? Simple, sponge brain. This water tower is the one they use to pump water to the power pellet trees. All we gotta do is get into that tank, and when they water the power forest, we'll be sucked right to it. Just like we promised, we are back. It's the Only Three Lads podcast. Don't forget, make sure and tell your friends about us, and there's a lot of platforms wherever you find your podcast. That's where we are, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, the iHeartRadio app, and if you have one of those fancy Smart speakers, just tell whoever it is. Uh, I almost said Surrey, but I know that's not her. But Google, who, who, whomever, just say, hey, Alexa, put on the Only Three Lads podcast. Alexa, Only Three Lads podcast. In fact, if anybody has an Alexa device right now and they're listening to this, she's probably going crazy right now. <laughs> probably. Doesn't know where to go. Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Up. <laughs> Turn it up. Now we're just messing with you. Yeah, we are. We are. Louder. All right. <laughs> it's the top five songs of 1982. We are at number three and landing at number three on my list of the top five songs of 1982 is a song that had me buying skinny ties. And I still buy skinny ties to this day. If it's in fashion, out of fashion, I don't really care because if I'm going to have yeah. to wear a tie, it's going to be skinny. And it's because of this song. Too. I'm with you. Yep. It's another one of the songs that helped build early MTV. Talk, talk with talk, talk. Imagine wow. that. Love this song. It's absolute perfection. Um, really one of the best songs and some of the best music from the 80s. And there's a ton of great music from the 80s. Mark Hollis, of course, he passed away in 2019. He was criminally just underrated. I mean, all the stuff that came after this song, but this is the song that really kicked it off for him. And I would say I probably listened to this song at least once a month since it was released in 1982. I mean, that's for 38 years.
And I probably listened to it a couple times today already, uh, but I just love it. And uh, they still continue to influence music today. Talk, talk. You know, I always uh, life what you make it. I'd listen to that today, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I just love this band. Love Talk, Talk. Love the song Talk, Talk. Number three on my list of the best songs of 1982 this week. Oh, I just love Talk, Talk. Me, too. I tell you, Greg, you're like the babe today, up at the plate, pointing out at center field and knocking it out of the park every time. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm more of like the average guy, you know, like the layman who, you know, like the radio stuff. You guys are the ones who like dig deeper and find like the layers of that cake. And so, yeah, but I'm glad I could contribute. Man, well, I, I just called you Babe yeah. Ruth. It's a great candy bar. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> And uh, Mirror Man uh, from Talk Talk is an incredible one, too, guys. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. There's a bunch of them. There's too many. And even the songs that we don't, like, like you know, a lot of the people don't know, um, like the average person who would listen to it, there's just so many deep cuts on every album. It's just awesome. Yep. You got to listen top to bottom, not bounce around. Because you, you bounce around, you're going to miss it. Plus, there'll probably be a story of anyway with all the songs all together. Pretty much all yeah, the and you might shake something loose. Yes, sir. You, you don't want to bounce around. No, don't want to bounce around. Bueno, you're number three. My number three, okay, came from an album, 10987653321, Power and the Passion. Midnight Oil, man. Released December of 1982. Peak number four, New Zealand. Number eight in Australia. This band, I am telling you, Peter Garrett's Wild Dancing is one of the most fun things to watch and the rest of his band is just such a well well oiled machine and uh my gosh people wasting away in paradise going backward once in a while moving ahead falling behind what do you believe what do you believe what you believe is true nothing they say makes a difference this way nothing they say will do this song means so much to me with what I'm going through right now because I need power and I have the passion to get back to where I need to be and that's why this song and Midnight Oil landed as my number three top five singles from 1982 Midnight Oil power and the passion why are we whispering now you have power and passion in abundance bueno and RIP to bones who we just yeah. lost yeah but they just came out with some new music. Remember, I had that in the music news a couple, maybe like a yeah. month ago. So this band's still going. I mean, even after 38 years yep. putting out music, and even if you don't, you know, maybe, I guess, agree with them politically, they still always have a message and something that is universal. So what a great band. Yeah, and Richard Blade just played their new song. I think it was like a week ago. It was amazing. Hmm. I haven't heard yep. it. How is it? Oh, it's great. Yep. It's amazing. Oh, well, what you right. got there? What I got? What you got? Well, my number three is by a band that I've mentioned before on O3L, and it's the title track off their second album from November 1982. It's Orange Juice and their incredible track, Rip It Up. Now, Orange Juice started life representing the sound of young Scotland for legendary indie label postcard records, along with label mates Joseph K. The early records of the band were highly, highly influential on future indie pop bands from the Smiths to the go-betweens, the entire C86 scene, and later Britpop. As influential as they were, though, they fared well on the UK indie charts, but they wanted to make a bid at the pop charts. I 
Rip It Up represents a major shift in the sound of the band, transforming them from a charming jangly pop band to slick, sophisticated hit makers. You can always detect a soul and funk influence in leader and guitarist Edwin Collins playing, but in Rip It Up, it's pushed way up to the forefront. Containing a chic-inspired rhythm guitar riff that would make Nile Rodgers proud and a gurgling synth bass line, the song became Orange Juice's one and only top 10 UK hit, the reaches of which Collins wouldn't see again until a surprise solo hit, of course, A Girl Like You in 1995. The song has become somewhat of a de facto anthem for me whenever I feel like making a new start in my life with its hook of Rip It Up and Start Again. In fact, at the beginning of 2020, I declared it my theme of the year. I clearly had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did rip it up and start again, but uh, not quite what I had in mind. (laughs) Debbie Downer. Anyway, uh, there are a couple of things that I adore about this song. First, the great sardonic lines in the chorus. And there's a nice little nod to the Buzzcocks when Collins lifts lines from their 1977 song, Boredom. You know me, I'm acting dumb-dumb. You know this scene is very humdrum before just coming right out and saying it. And my favorite songs entitled Boredom. And then he musically quotes the Buzzcocks song riff. Brilliant. Yeah, we can rip it up and start again, but you can also boogie while you do it. And it probably, I'm guessing, sold more copies than the E.T. video game. And I'm also guessing that you won't have to excavate over 700,000 copies of the single in a New Mexico desert. Just a guess. But it's the E.T. game's dang fault. I had that game and you really could never win. But that's my number three, Rip It Up by Orange Juice and the E.T. video game. Oh, you know what scares me, Brett? What? Is that I know what you're talking about. Well, there's a great documentary about the excavation of all these E.T. video games that they buried in the New Mexican desert. It's really fascinating. (laughs) Where can we see it? Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Oh, cool. I don't remember what it's called, but I will find it and I will post a link to it. How many did they bury? Uh, I think it was something like 729,000 or something (gasps) crazy like that. It's wow. mind-boggling. I mean, people lost their jobs over this game. It was so highly anticipated, and it was <laughs> terrible. I mean, you were just this little blip of an ET on your screen, and you'd move around from room to room, and you'd get stuck, and you couldn't get out, and then it's like game over. Okay, that's a little boring. <laughs> yes, it was. So anyway, phone home. Uncle Greg? (laughs) Well, taking home the silver this week on my list of the top five songs of 1982. And this song could have been number one. I went back and forth with my number one and number two for days, but I just finally just said, okay, I'm picking one. And it's a great song from a band that after about five albums decided to adopt a more radio-friendly sound. Simple Minds, their song, Promised You a Miracle. Promised you a miracle. It was a miracle because it was their first UK hit and it really triggered a prolonged period of commercial success for the band. Now, I first noticed the band like many here in America as their song, Don't You Forget About Me, was on the closing credits for the film The Breakfast Club, which I thought, that's an all right song. And if you were around in 1985, you couldn't escape that song. It was everywhere. It was one of those songs that every format was playing from pop, adult contemporary, even rock stations were playing that song. But I just remember thinking, oh, they got to have other stuff. And so that sent me on a journey, an odyssey, you might say, to look at their back catalog. And that's when I first really discovered this gem, Promised You a Miracle. It's one of my favorite dance tracks driven by deep electronic beats and the keyboards. And I just love this song. Listen to it all the time. Number two on my list of the top five songs of 1982, Simple Minds, Promised You a Miracle. Great. Jim Kerr. Yeah, amazing. I'm a sick kid, and the Bambino just hit another one out of the park for me. Knocking them out today. All right. Yep. (laughs) 
Not going to be upset about that. Look at that. Praise. Wow. You deserve it, Greg. (laughs) What's your number two this week? The runner. My number two. And actually, I went kind of went back and forth with my number one, number two also. But this, my number two is actually never featured on any studio album. And actually, it actually borrows a title from a popular musical called Annie. Annie. Get your gun. Hey. By Squeeze. And this was the last single before the band broke up, but then they reunited in 85. And the melodies here, I mean, are awesome between Glenn and Chris. I mean, they're amazing. Uh, And the beat that just wants you to put your dancing shoes on and boogie all night. I mean, Chris mentioned that he, you know, he didn't really care much about this song. But he concluded it's not a great song, but it's a good vocal performance. But uh, I I think it's one of their best. I mean, it, it, it keeps you going through the whole time. I mean, just the... The total musical, how do I want to say this, arrangement. Is that what I'm looking for, Brett? That'll work. Song, yeah, of the song is is constantly revolving and, and amazing, and it just keeps you like locked in through the whole song. So. That's why it landed as my runner-up position, as my number two this week, top five songs from 1982, my favorite band, Squeeze, Annie, Get Your Good. Well played. Yeah. I love that song. Listening to Argy Bargy, that album from front to back again this week. Mm. Love that. great one. You guys turned me on to it. Now I can't stop. Mm-hmm. If I could chop up and snort it, I probably would. Yep. <laughs> well, I think you can actually do that now. <laughs> it's the marvels of yeah, modern medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have to say, Bueno, I'm a wee bit disappointed that your number two song was not based on Little Orphan. Yeah. Some will come yeah. out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if that was 82, but maybe the movie was 82. Yeah, it was probably like 82, 83, sometime around there. Yeah, yeah. right around there. Yep. Yeah. Could have been a song about Daddy Warbucks. What you got, Brad? Slinks. <laughs> All right. Well, I know this is another topic that the randomizer will eventually get to, the top five love songs of the O3L era. It's in there. But there are certain songs that just perfectly capture, through some sort of wizard spell combination of words and music, the rush, the euphoria, and the twisted knots of being stupidly head over heels in love. And maybe it's just the time in my life when I first heard these songs, when I was deep in the throes of adolescent longing, which I always seem to be. But just like Heaven by the Cure does that to me, a song that almost made my list today, Space Age Love Song by A Flock of Seagulls, does that to me. And my number two song, I Melt With You by Modern English, is definitely one of those. This is one of the most enduring songs of the O3L era. Moving forwards, using all my breath Making love to you was never second best I'll stop the world and melt with you You've seen the difference and it's getting better all the time There's nothing you and I won't do Nearly 40 years on, you still hear it being played on alternative radio among newer tracks. You still hear it in movies to great effect, just like you heard it in Valley Girl in 1983. You still hear people covering it, although nobody is better than the original. There is something about this song that cuts straight through to my emotional core, and if you haven't noticed over the course of 40 episodes, I'm pretty much a blubbering emotional sap. (laughs) There are far more simple yet profound declarations of adoration then I'd stop the world and melt with you. I do love a good you and me against the world anthem and this sits up near the top of them. I've seen some changes and it's getting better all the time. There's nothing you and I won't do. The us versus them sentiment makes sense since the song is essentially about a couple making love at the end of the world when nuclear war destroys the planet. How perfectly romantic and tragic is that? (laughs) <laughs> now, I don't know about you guys, 
But when the bomb drops, that sounds like the ideal way to go. Although, I reckon that I'll probably be trying to avoid the snapping jaws of a crocodile while crossing the river in Frogger instead. Oh, and speaking of explosions, if you don't feel the incredible surge during the song's climax, and you guys know the one that I'm talking about when it goes from the humming part mm-hmm, into the final round of choruses, then perhaps the bomb should come sooner than later. And that's my number two modern English I met with you. What a great song. Oh my God. A perfect song. And Brett, yes, who, who hurt you back in 1982 with that song? <laughs> well, it was probably one of the cars that crushed me while I was trying to cross the road in Frog. Probably. <laughs> All right. It's the Only Three Lads podcast. Each week we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. This week we're taking a look at our top uh, five songs of 1982. Now, of course, we've talked about it, episode 40. Really, before the end of the year, we just want to say thank you for joining us, helping us build this community, because without you, uh, there's really nothing to do. But God, we just love talking about music. Uh, We had Tara just this week. She put something all by herself on Facebook saying that she, how much it's, it's kind of like uh, hanging out in the High Fidelity movie with a bunch of, uh, you know, guys who love music and uh, talking about. Well, she meant to say nerds, but yeah, she, she was much being kinder. Nice. <laughs> but I'll take music nerd. Uh, absolutely. Because I love this and I love you guys and I love everyone listening. And thank you so much. That's just what I wanted to say before we get to our number one this week. Yeah, I'm going to throw that cassette tape at you from across the room. <laughs> Right. Are you? Yeah. And All if you right. don't like it, catch it then. Well, and I was clearly the wuss who was listening to the new Bell and Sebastian record. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I was you, the middle you, child, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know what I've been listening to a lot this week? Yes. Oh, it's 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 not good. Um, oh no. Uh, Matthew Wilder. No, it's even worse. Air Supply. Even worse. Uh oh. Worse. Um, if it's called Yacht Rock. You get it on, you know. Uh, oh yeah, but a lot of Bernie. What, what Key Largo? What's the name? Bernie something. Bernie Higgins. I knew you would know. And um, there you go. That's why I've listened to probably too much. This or I week. think it's like Birdie. <laughs> so be I just with a T. Birdie Higgins. Yeah, there's a T in there. Yeah. So I yeah. just wanted to cleanse my soul and oh, uh, tell everybody that. And so sometimes we have hiccups. You want to get lost in that rock and roll and drift away? <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> I've been hanging out with so many people. That's Christopher Cross. Yeah, I know, yeah, but it's, okay. it's kind of synonymous Bert, with Bert Yacht Rock. Okay. Well, sorry we went down that road. Um, I took us down there, but I apologize. But stick around, because coming up next is our number ones for our top five songs of 1982. Top five Yacht Rock songs. Hey, man, we haven't done the gutter yet. What's the gutter? <laughs> oh, there's still time. We usually are already in the gutter by now. Only three lads. The classic alternative music podcast. Only three lads. Uh, three lads. There you go. Thumbs up. Have you been wondering what to get the O3L fan in your life this holiday season? How about an official Only Three Lads t-shirt? Go to Facebook.com slash only three lads and click on the shop now link. We have 12 different designs to choose from, with more on the way, including the latest shirt, You'll Come Around, Greg, featuring a retro design with a whimsical rendering of Uncle Greg with a mullet. Nothing will say, I love you this Christmas like that. And we now have 18 different colors available. If you see a design you like and want to change the color up, just message us and we'll make that happen for you. Now back to the show. Well, Little Pac-Man had to scram. So he would not get one. But everywhere that Pac-Y ran, the ghost monsters chomped and chomped. Thank you for sticking with us here on the Only Three Lads podcast. I am Uncle Greg. We have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Hey, baby. And we have the ambassador of love, Bueno. That's me. So our list this week. We were talking about it earlier, 1982, great year for alternative music, MTV. Gosh, it was a tough, tough week to pick mm-hmm. five songs this week for me. Yep. Yeah, sure was. It was. And Brett, you, you had like, ready? what, 167 or something like that? No, he didn't have that many. It was yep. probably to the tune of about 120-ish or so. I didn't count them. 
Wow. See, I stopped. I, I made a big list, like I said, and then it was like, okay, I got to start cutting this down. Yeah. But what, what would have been your number six? I'll tell you, my number six would have been wishing from the flock of seagulls. Ooh, good one. Well, I had yeah. a whole bunch of them. Probably my number six would have yeah. been in excess. Don't change. Yeah. Uh, but I also had the Dolly mixture, everything and more the church almost with you. Tears for fears, mad world, psychedelic furs, love my way, the class straight to hell. And then you go outside of the Othriel realm and you had Billy Jean released in 1982 and little red Corvette. What the heck? What is up with you? 1982. Mm-hmm. Know, great year. Yeah. Well, it was on a roll. Pac-Man yeah. fever. It's on the steroids. Because I had, yeah, because I had Adam Ant, Desperate Not Serious, Pesh Moe, Devo That's Good, Duran Duran, Hold Back the Rain, Go-Go's mm-hmm. Beat Neck Beach, Ice House, Hey Little Girl, Joe Jackson Stepping Out, Lords of the New Church, Open Your Eyes, The Jam, Precious, Men at Work, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Sparks, Mustache, Straight Cats, yeah. Runaway Boys. We Thomas could just Kobe. do... A playlist on our Facebook page from 1982 songs. It would be yeah. great. Okay, let's do All it. Right, let's do it. Of them I just read, read off right there. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, here's our number one top five songs of 1982. Topping my list is just, you know, what a great year for modern rock once again. I mean, this song peaked at number four in the UK. It was number one Canadian singles chart, number 18 here on the US Billboard Top 100. And in the Netherlands, it hit number 11. This band, yes. yes, it was associated with the second British invasion along with Duran Duran. The song, Look of Love, the band, ABC and MTV staple. I would watch MTV for hours hoping that this video would come on. When your world is full of strange arrangements and gravity won't pull you through, you know you're I have listened to this song, I'm not even kidding, at least once a week since it was released 38 years ago. It's one of those ones that I've just stuck with me. The first time I saw it, the video was great. It wasn't like anything else. Again, I come from a lower middle class, blue collar neighborhood, whatever one was into rock. And I love all that stuff too. But I was the weird kid who also listened to all the alternative college rock. There was a few of us, but not many. But I just love this song. It really kicked off my fandom for the band ABC. I remember in 85 when their How to Be a Zillionaire album came out. I was waiting outside the door to buy it when it first came out that very first day. And uh, I'll tell you what, love the video, love the band, love the song. So number one this week for me of the songs of 1982, ABC, Look of Love. Love ABC, man. And the crowd goes wild. Ah! Uncle Greg's just hit five home runs in one game. Ah! Now it sounds more like a monster than a crowd, but whatever. (laughs) Sounded good, though. All right. I'm glad everyone likes my sound. Ah, Uncle Greg's going to eat me. Ah! Hey, well, hey. Now now we're in the gutter. gutter. (laughs) Bam. Thanks for gutterizing us. My pleasure. We were wondering who. It's usually me, but it was Brett this week. All right. Yeah. All right, I'll have to pick up the torch next week. Fano, you're number one. All right, so what are we having here? I think we're having a house of fun. What do you think? Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, released May 14, 1982. This reached number one in the UK singles chart, spending nine weeks, and it was the band's only number one hit single in the UK, Madness. Yes. And actually, on the complete Madness record, this film, this video was filmed. Actually, Pleasure Beach and Great Yarmouth with parts of the video featuring the band on the roller coaster. Could you see Madness on a roller coaster? What a sight that would have been, huh? I mean, I dream about see it. all those guys. You know, what's his name? Slugs or close yeah. Slugs. Slugs. Yeah, I mean, up up there. Oh my gosh, that would be funny as heck. And, uh, you know, the film actually, the video actually closes with the band on the on board 
on an indefinite roller coaster loop as the chorus fades and two minutes and 58 seconds of pure fun of this song pop ska two-tone new wave all together rolled into my number one this week as my top five songs from 1982 madness house of fun and this this record actually in australia hit number five ireland number one and number 34 wait for it Netherlands. Yes. Yes, we knew it. Uh huh. We're waiting in New Zealand for our girl over there and hit number one in the UK. And that's my number one this week, guys. Nice. House of Fun. Awesome. Another stunning pick. Yes. I love it. And I'll tell you why I really respect the band Madness because a lot of people. This band, I can't. They well had like fifteen guys in the band, so you know that these guys never got rich. They did it for the love of music and what they accomplished and everything that they did. Um, you know, gosh, that must have been something. But that was a big, big band. Yeah, still making watch. great music. Yep, still out there. That's so awesome. much fun to watch too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, well and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, Bueno, this is very heartfelt. Thank you for not picking Mexican radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That means a lot to yep. me. It really does. Yep. Walla doo doo. Yeah. Walla doo doo. Oh, and hey, okay. Well, hey, well, I want to thank you, Bueno, for not picking uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners no with uh, Come On Eileen, unless it's coming right now. Yep. Drum roll, please. Um, hmm. Well, Greg, <laughs> that's a very uh-huh. interesting idea come on I, hey yeah. <laughs> taking a look at the 80s just play the song again it was played it three minutes ago come on eileen let's do it again yeah, yeah. come on uh yeah well greg uh, you are very clairvoyant <laughs> today no actually it's not oh, i did not God. pick come on eileen all right so although the final album by one of my all-time favorite bands narrowly escaped my top albums of 1982 list the most popular single from that album makes my number one song this week, Town Called Malice by The Jam. Yes. The track was released as a single at the tail end of January 1982, going straight to the top of most of the pop most. In at number one on the British chart. Everywhere. Well, except America, but you know my feelings on that that almost got me in trouble last time. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) gave the band the third of their four career number ones in the UK. And to tell you what a creative tear the jam was on towards the end of their career, their last number one was also in 1982 with the non-album final single, Beat Surrender. But Town Called Malice contained everything that you could possibly want in a jam track, the culmination of all their wildest mod fantasies. It was a deeper exploration of Paul Weller's love of soul music, complete with finger snaps. There's finger snaps. You get sound effects. A driving Motown groove, a James Jamerson style bassline, and that very 60s organ that's either an authentic Hammond B3 or a very good recreation if it's not. So the song is danceable and sounds very uplifting, but remember, this is a song called Town Called Malice. In this town called Malice, things are downright depressing. Weller's frequent use of minor chords throughout the song underpins the gritty realism of a scene that was just as much about modern-day Britain as it was about Weller's childhood. Weller remembers the struggle after struggle, year after year, and the tough economic decisions to either cut down on beer or the kids' new gear. He recalls the ruins of the local dairy, the ghost of the steam train, the creaky swings in the playground, the lonely housewives whose dreams go unfulfilled and their lives remain as empty as the milk bottles that they clutch to their hearts. Yeah, you'd better stop dreaming of the quiet life because it's the one we've never known. It's one of the bleakest, most evocative, but also the bounciest songs to hit number one. And that's no small feat, kids. And it continues to pop up in Paul Weller's solo set list, which is also no small feat for someone who can be rather curmudgeonous about his own past. Wait, wasn't the town in Donkey Kong called Malice? Hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was New Donk City. 
And that's my number one song of 1982, the absolutely phenomenal Town Called Malice by The Jam. Oh, what a fabulous song. (laughs) I love it. I love The Jam. I love Weller. Oi. Precious hit number one also, right? Well, yeah, it was a double A side. So I'm not sure if the charts at that time, if they broke out the songs. But yeah, essentially it was number one as a double A side with Town Called Malice. It should be. And Funky is All Heck. Mm -hmm. Great song. Oh, just one of those songs I first heard on MTV. First of all, everyone, what a great list. What a great year for music. 1982. Agreed. Period. All right. Let's run down our list at number five this week for me. Translator everywhere that I'm not at number four, Romeo void. Never say never. Number three for me. Talk, talk with talk, talk. Number two, the runner up simple minds promised you a miracle. And my number one song of 1982 ABC with look of love. And my number five, Peter Gabriel, I Have the Touch. And my number four, Roxy Music, The Main Thing. Number three, Midnight Oil, Power and Passion. Number two, Squeeze, Annie Get Your Gun. And number one, Madness, House of Fun. Brett? And you do have the touch, Bueno. All right, so my top five was The Sponge Tones, She Goes Out With Everybody. Number four, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, You Got Lucky. Number three, Orange Juice, Rip It Up. Number two, Modern English, I Melt With You. And number one, The Jam, Town Call Malice. Yes. All right. Yes. No crossovers. Nope. And all great songs. All of them amazing. Yep. And we're making a playlist, 1982. Yes. On Facebook, on the Only Three Lads Facebook page, Get There. Yep. This is the foundation of, of what I love in music. It obviously happened around 1982 for yep. me. Me too. Yep. I got All 13 right, well, of them to add to that list. So Yeah. I got a bunch too, like uh, Go-Go's, Vacation, yep. Let's Go to Bed, The Cure. Right. Uh, yeah, Zoo. We got 15 songs from them we can play. Yep. Missing Persons also. So a lot of great music in 82. Oh, yeah. My, my Chauffeur came out also that year too. Oh, yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, tail yep. end wow. of Rio. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we don't have to hit the randomizer this week because guys explain what we're doing for our next episode, episode 41. Well, episode 41 is going to be a special one. It's going to be very festive. It's going to be the Oath Rail holiday special. Woo! And we'd like to throw something out there. We would like you guys to message us if you want to be a part of the holiday show you want to come on tell us your favorite holiday songs of the o3l era just say hi maybe we'll play some games who knows but it's going to be oodles of fun oodles i say so message us and we'll send you a link and a time all you have to do is have a computer with some sort of microphone and be ready to join us when we record on sunday december 13th and we'll invite you to hang out with us for a little while and if you think we're creepy you can just record it and then send it to us we could still use it that way too yeah, yeah, that'll work too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. we like have a little interaction with you. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, we prefer to be creepy in person. <laughs> <laughs> Something we easily do. <laughs> all right. Top five so, songs of 1982. We all agree. 82 was a great year. Anything else you guys want to say? I've got Pac-Man fever, and the only way to cure it is obviously with more power pellets. So we cannot wait to bring you the O3L holiday special. We promise you it'll be a good one. Thanks for listening. Yep. And we also have some incredible stuff coming up down the road, but uh, we're not going to let you know because we're going to keep you hanging for a minute. Ooh, suspenseful. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending 2020 with us, even though we kicked off the year with starting this podcast. Uh, we're ending the year bigger, faster, and even stronger. And you wait for 2021. It's going to kick off like a bullet. So everyone uh, have a great week. And uh, I guess, I don't know, Bueno, what do you usually say? I usually tell everybody thanks for listening and keep spreading the love. Keep masking up, people, please. And be bueno. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 